Welcome back to another episode of the Recharge Podcast that is Recharge with a capital ED. I am one of your hosts, Jessica, and I'm very excited today to be joined by some of our lovely elementary coaches. We have Lacey Glenn, Bailey Hensley, Sharon Sovereign. Thank you, ladies, so much for being with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Okay, so in my elementary fashion, I'm going to let you tell us which, uh, which campuses you're currently serving. All right, well, I'll go first. I'm Sharon Sovereign, and I'm serving um, Johnson Elementary. And I'm also serving Spradley Elementary. So I'm Lacey Glenn, and I serve Boyer and Fur Elementary. And I'm Bailey Hensley, and I serve Light Farms and Rucker. Awesome. Okay, so are these campuses new to you? Because I know, like, in the great shuffle that was this year, right, um, have you acquired new campuses? Are these campuses that you've previously been at? Tell me about that. Well, I'm still at the two campuses I was at. I was originally on three, so I I lost a campus. Well, sad at the same time. I'm sure you miss those people. Absolutely, the relationships we build. So I'm just at the two. So I feel, um, what do I want to say, just very comfortable with the two that I'm on. Yeah, more focused. I'm sure like more time to dedicate to those. But like I say, sad that you lose those people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... um, Boyer, I had Boyer last year, and then Fur is new to me this year. I was serving Stuber last year, but then Fur, um, like I said, it's new for this year. But it's, you know, having to start over again and learn new teachers and staff and relationships, but at the same time, not necessarily. So I feel a little bit more comfortable than just going in blindly because um, some of those teachers I had uh taught with at Hughes or Spradley and so it's nice to see a a familiar face. Yes and I was lucky um, this is year number two at both of those campuses for me so um, just strengthening those relationships and it was great to come in year two yeah um, and already know people and just hit the ground running and do the work. That's super cool that's awesome okay so something that we has been my favorite thing to learn about everybody and the teammates that I get to work with and then the teachers that I get to work with is just getting to know your story about how you got into education and teaching. Um, it's really interesting because there, there seems to be a very clear um, pattern. You either knew from day one that you were going to be a teacher and you taught your teddy bears and <laughs> in the case of Wendy Young had your fake cup of coffee as like a three-year-old um, or you did not plan to come into education and somehow you like found it along the way and don't know how you missed it all the way through until you found it in that moment. So I'm curious where you guys fall on that spectrum. Well, I went to school um, originally to be a lawyer. Oh, okay. Um, decided that I couldn't sit behind a desk all day and um, opted for art education. So I went into oh, art education. Cool. And then that was being phased out of the um, curriculum oh, way bummer. back when. <laughs> Uh, so I went into the hospitality and the tourism department uh, field and worked for an international airline, worked for some hotel chains, and then uh, once I had my family, came back to education. We uh-huh. learned something new about you every time we <laughs> talked to you. I had no idea I don't you think wanted I to be a lawyer. Or I don't think be. I knew the art education. I think yeah. at one point. I just assumed you were in hospitality. Yeah. No, I had in the about, beginning. She has some really cool stories degree. to share about that. We'll, we'll hold those stories a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I think it could be a good story. We'll hold those stories a little bit. Um, but I've never, ever taught in the art classroom. So oh. my degree is in that. And then uh, I went back and got my hours for elementary. And then when I came here to Texas, I started in secondary in English. 
Oh, I knew I liked you. So, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> just sure kind is. of a strange <laughs> roundabout way of things. And now I'm a coach. So Okay, so tell me the moment. Was there a moment where you're like, I need to be in the classroom? Like, not just like the whole, like, I don't want to be behind the desk, all that stuff. Like, what was there a particular moment or, you know, experience or something where you're like, this is, I need to go into education? Um, I think, I, well, I've always loved art, for one, yeah. and I've always loved working with kids, okay. um, always taught swim lessons and, and things like that, so it just felt like a natural fit. Yeah, it just felt like a natural fit. My parents, my dad wasn't so happy when I said teacher versus lawyer, Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but he supported me, so it was Is fine. Is your dad a very pragmatic man? Who's yes. like, how are you going to pay the bills? Kind yep. of, a little bit. <laughs> like, seriously, you're going to go, no law, you're going to be a teacher? Okay, yeah. I'll support you if that's what you want. That's cool. That's mm-hmm. good. I love that he still yeah. supported you through it, though. Absolutely. And look at you now. <laughs> and now, who knows, right? You would I have been it. a good lawyer, though. Mm-hmm. You, uh, I do like to argue, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> they're, my, they're my trailer mates. Or I my love portable it. mates. So I love that. I love it. So um, I got into education. It's, it's You would think naturally. So my mom, I was just telling Bailey this. My mom is a retired teacher. She taught for 45 years. And she's taught everything from kindergarten all the way through seventh grade. Um, so every single grade level up, up until then and just different content areas. So my dad actually, he got his degree in education as well, but he took the route. He worked for the federal government. He worked for the Federal Bureau of Prisons. And so he was in charge of the education department. He was the associate warden of education. Oh, wow. And so um, that's how he used his degree. And my my great uncle was an educator. So we have a lot of, my sister is a teacher in Oklahoma. So we have a lot of educators in our family. But of course, when I went off to college, nope, I, I don't want to teach. So I went a different route. Then decided, actually, I don't know what it is exactly what <laughs> I want to do. And then I, I said, I don't, I don't even know why I'm finding this. And for a little bit, just a moment, my parents were somewhat disappointed because they thought, okay, mm-hmm. well, maybe she will, she'll be a CPA or maybe she will yeah. go the medical route. And, of course, when I said, no, I want to I go into teaching. It's something I've always loved. I love kids. I think that would be great. You know, yeah. they can't argue with that because it's a whole family of educators. <laughs> but they thought, well, maybe she, she will have these really big like aspirations in in that route as far as her career but so that's how I I wound up here that's awesome that's really (laughs) an interesting way that you came back and I love your family tie there because that is a very unique like field of education that I don't think is often thought of when you think of education so it's kind of a cool um, lens that you can look through with what we're doing because I mean kids are kids right Mm -hmm. like what we're educating no matter where that kid is like they still have the right to a great education. And so I think that's just, that's a cool way to look at it that I don't think very many people can or do. Absolutely. Thanks. So I also come from a family of educators. My parents, my cousins, my mom. Um, And I was like, nope, not going to do it. I want to be a pharmacist. (laughs) So Okay, you're the one that education ripped. There's always someone where education just ripped them back in. It did. And so I... um, was all the way up until I was getting ready to apply for pharmacy school, did all the classes. And I went home one day and I was like, I think I, I think I just want to be a teacher. My mom was like, Ooh, are you sure about that? And I was like, yeah. She's like all this hard work. I was like, no, like I really just want to teach kids. And so I went back and I spent an extra year and a half to get the other classes that I needed. Um, and ended up in education and I don't think I would change it. No. Yeah. Not at all. 
Yeah, that's a, that's the other theme that I always hear is there, you know, people that kind of come into this profession from maybe a more roundabout way. They're like, well, I wouldn't try to for the world. Like, I can't imagine nope. doing anything Not at else. All. Exactly. Yeah. Which is such a cool, I don't know if other professions have that same like pull or just like, I don't know. I think it's because it's such important work that it's like it really truly is sometimes a calling right where it's like something right. just brings you into into the field and then it's like well I, I just don't know what else is out there and I don't care to look for it right because right. it's like yeah. education this is all I see myself doing um so tell me about then like because the role that we're in is is kind of unique too we're we're support for teachers we're coaches and and Wendy said something a couple episodes again ago that just really resonated with me that every teacher deserves a coach. And I think mm-hmm. that really speaks to our model and what we go for in this district is just whatever your goal is, teacher, that's my goal too, and we're going to make it happen. So tell me, you know, because this role has changed a little bit from last year to this year, mm-hmm. kind of the absorption of the instructional technology model and then a little bit of shift from campuses to campuses, you know, maybe dropping a campus, things like that. Like, how has this year been and how is it going? I, I think with any year, it's, um, it's unique. Yeah. Um, it brings a different set of challenges yeah. than what we've seen or had in the past. I look back three years ago and what we looked like as a coaching team and what we were doing at that time and what our direction for our work was. Yeah. Then I look at last year <laughs> and how quickly we had to pivot with sure. all of that. But then I look at this year thinking that we were going to go back to some type of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there is normalcy anymore, right? Yeah, no, I think yeah. we're we're in a whole different, we're in the trenches in a whole different way. Yeah. Um, but I think that our work is probably more important um, than it ever has been so that we can help support those teachers mm-hmm. um, to be able to deliver that instruction that they need to deliver mm-hmm. to go ahead and, and support our students. So I think every year our our role seems to be evolving and changing, and actually from week to week and day to day at times, what oh, our focus yeah right yeah. because what our focus was last year or the year before or the year before, and if we tend to head in that direction, then we're missing what our teachers are needing. So just like our teachers are having to pivot, we're really having to pivot um, and be open minded to what their needs are. Yeah, I love that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I think with that too, like not having a normal, we're constantly learning and growing so that we can be better for the teachers that we serve. Yes. Because being new to the role last year, the challenges that I faced as a coach and the things that I was pushing myself to grow in are so different than than what I'm faced with this year Mm -hmm. and the things that I'm tackling with the teachers that I serve. Um, And so being in this role, we really have a great opportunity to just learn and grow and be cutting edge in the things that we're bringing to our teachers Mm -hmm. to meet their needs because we do have a I don't know a a different perspective on Mm -hmm. things we can see things with such a greater lens yeah that we're able to we really try to be ahead of what we foresee to be coming so that then we're prepared to support our teachers through that yeah I agree with that. I think that um, with this year, like last year, so Bailey and I, we were new to this role last year, and I think coming into it, you know um, how you want to serve educators as as a coach, but coming into it in the year that we came into it, it was kind of like, is this how we do this in this year? Well, Mm -hmm. nobody really knew, and so I think with that, with learning just not only the role itself, but 
in the year that the, the challenging year that we had also leading into this year I think just with the expectations of maybe it'll kind of go back to a little bit of yeah. normalcy um, not just supporting our teachers so that we can support students but also I think it's we've taken on a lot a lot more as far as like the social emotional aspect mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. you know just I think everything that encompasses a coach is I mean it's truly it's shown like brought to light been brought to light this year so yeah I think I think you're right it's it's I think it's just gone back to the point and I think it's something as a district we've always done but it's more intensified now the idea of the whole kid right Mm -hmm. and how are we teaching the whole child right and then but for our job and what we're doing it's how can we best support the teachers take off their plate or mm-hmm. add to their capacity so that they're better to mm-hmm. serve that whole child, right? Right. So, so it's like we're serving the whole teacher. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Um, and that's it's interesting that, you know, you say the whole teacher. I've been thinking a lot about we do a lot of SEL for our kids, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes the teachers are, are – we miss that part, right? But they also need the help and the support systems and, like, kind of that outlet to just sort of talk through things. And right, I think yeah. that's us sometimes, and that's – sometimes some of my favorite conversations come from those absolutely yeah sometimes teachers will be like I feel like I'm venting I'm like no you're you're not right and that and we are that resource for them right we are all things not only are we instructional coaches with the Mm -hmm. academic part of it but we are their person to vent to because we're not evaluative we are a safe person we're a safe spot for them to be able to say what's really on their mind Mm -hmm. and to let them talk through um, solving those situations yeah makes me think like a lot of our coaching model is Elena Aguilar you know and sort of that emotional intelligence piece that she she speaks to so much and so we as the instructional technology coaches and um, anyone who is new to coaching on this team went to her training a couple weeks ago um, and it just sort of like that power of hearing those conversations and talking through mm-hmm. emotions and kind of, well, what are you feeling? Why are you feeling that mm-hmm. way? Let's get to the bottom of that. And how sometimes it sounds and looks a bit more like therapy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, and I go home and actually I talk, when I talk to my husband, it's like sometimes I feel like I'm, I am a counselor, yeah. right? And that's okay. It is. Um, and when we go back to the office and we're able to, to talk with our colleagues yeah. and, and, because we all we all need that person in our life, right? Sure. We all need to be able to say, I'm not getting this. This is really frustrating yes. me. But, oh, my God, let's celebrate with me, too, because this exactly. is what this one child did today. And I never thought that they would get there. Yeah. And that's such a commonly overlooked part. Like, we can lose sight of those little wins. But that's yes. what it's really all about. And in this role, it is a lot of little wins. Like, it, oh, yeah. it does take a while to see the impact that you're having mm-hmm. on the teachers that you're serving. Mm-hmm. Um, because the work that we're doing is not always immediate. Mm-hmm. Like, it's long-term mm-hmm. goals, and we're working towards something that we're hoping to achieve in the future. And that's, I think, been one of the biggest things for me is, as an instructional technology coach. Like, I go in and we click a few things. I was like, all right, cool, you got it. And they feel good about it, right? And then, like, you kind of come back for the next round, and it's, it's mm-hmm. the feedback and the um, reward there is pretty immediate, um, as in, in, you know, at max a couple of days by the time they – do the lesson that you've kind of worked with them through but this is a whole lot this is a much longer game absolutely than that. and that has been a weird um shift for me I'm, but I'm, being able to yeah. see that feedback though or not that feedback the, yeah. the payoff yeah is just it's 
It's an so adrenaline rush, yeah, it is. right? It's yeah, an adrenaline it just, rush. It's, it's, yes, makes you feel good. It's just a and then they come back for more because they fuzzies. they see how we can partner together. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the struggle sometimes with the instructional technology coaches. It's like even though we had coaching in the role, it was relatively limited because it was like kept to technology. Right, and so even if you had a teacher that somewhat understood what the role was, mm-hmm. um, which was a, a struggle sometimes in and of itself, it was that role radically changed and adapted as the district did. That changed a lot in the time that even I've been in the district, which oh. is five years, right? And so it was hard, but even then, like the teachers that did have a good grasp on, like Jessica's my coach, like she pushes me, she does this, but it was still stuck to, well, I already know how to kind of use Pear Deck, so I don't really need yeah, to, to do this right. work, right? Which now is, an, is a true instructional coach for a content area or for a campus on you guys is like in the elementary world, it's like, it's more about pedagogy and yes. shifting those philosophies and those mindsets, right? Which is a much longer game. But like yes. you say, they come back for more because it is constantly changing mm-hmm. and evolving. Yes. And it's exciting. I, I mean, when you work and work and work and then all of a sudden you're in a PLC and the conversation just is effortless and they're actually planning what they should be planning and we're not housekeeping it's exciting to see that they've transferred knowledge and then it's even more exciting when you go into the classroom and, and you see it come alive that's cool right I'm excited. or when they come to you and they're like hey we had this great conversation today and you might not have been present but you can see that like the work that you've done with them is transferring into them being able to do that on their own that's, that's cool. when I feel like we know we've been very effective um, because they're able to do the work when we're not present. I love that. That's when we know we're successful. Yes. Yeah. Is when we don't have to be there and the work continues. That's awesome. And our philosophy of just like meeting everyone where they're at. You yeah. know, we're going to meet them where they are and we're going to grow them from there and we're going to celebrate along the way mm-hmm. and hope that they're doing that same thing with their students mm-hmm. by us modeling what we're doing for them. I love that. I love that. So tell me what your favorite part about this job is. And I hear a lot of the things that you love, how the work is and how it's going. But Mm -hmm. if you had to pinpoint a favorite thing, what would that be? (laughs) I know it's a hard question. (laughs) Well, I think that what Sharon was just saying, it's just it's nice to when you're working with teachers, you know that. So let me back up. One of the hardest things, I'm going to flip it. One of the hardest things mm-hmm. about coming into this job was leaving students. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so... For real. It, it, it was hard. And it's still hard. I, I walked it, down the hallways, and you know, you think back to your when, the class that you had a couple of years ago, yep. or the class that you had your first year. But, so fast forward, it's, it's nice to know that when you're doing all of the work with your teachers and your educators, and you're pouring into them, or you're supporting them in whatever capacity that is, that they are doing the same with their their team, mm-hmm. but then it's also affecting these students. And then not just one class, but multiple classes. And it's just really cool to think, like, if you have one small, small impact, it could trickle down to, you know, several little bodies. That's awesome. So, yeah. And to me, that's just, it's, 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 it fills that void of, yeah. oh, there's no more students. But guess what? You yeah. can make an impact even if it's small or yeah. minor you can impact several so I love that I agree with that I think that was the hardest part was leaving the kids oh yeah um, just because we got into education to be with kids yes and so that that was definitely hard um, and it's also hard to pinpoint the best thing about the job mm. but I 
I truly enjoy the relationships that I build with the teachers that I yeah. serve because everything that we do hinges on the relationships mm-hmm. that we build. And you can probably speak to this too. Oh, like yeah. the first year in the role, you really have to work so hard at building intentional relationships with the teachers and letting them know that you're not just another person. Sure. Because they want you to invest in them, mm-hmm. not just invest in a fifth grade teacher. Yeah. Like they want you to know who they are. Um, and so coming into year two, having those relationships, like just allows you to do so much more work. Um, and to not just know them in the classroom, but know them personally yeah. um, and have them reach out and like celebrate their successes with you that have nothing to do with school. Like that's for awesome. me, that's like such a bucket filler. Yeah. Um, because I don't know, like I just love, I love people. I mm-hmm. love being around people and yeah. knowing about mm-hmm. people. Um, but all the work we do hinges from those relationships. And so if you can have that solid foundation, yeah. it makes the rest of the work so much easier. Absolutely. Makes sense. I think probably my, my the best thing for me about the job is the collaboration Yes. and the conversation um, and being a part of a team that's going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love to sit in on a PLC and have those really good conversations and come up with these great learning plans and then um, to have them search me down in the hallway to tell me how successful something was. Mm-hmm. To me, that's um, that, that's an adrenaline rush, um, yeah. and, and I enjoy that collaboration. So it's funny you say that because that's one of my favorite parts about this, I think, and it's something that I felt as an instructional technology coach too, but um, being in those PLCs, getting to hear the conversations and then connecting individuals that maybe would never have connected before. Um, and seeing what comes of that. That's been, I don't know, I think that's so cool is just being that bridge between teams or people that never mm-hmm. would even really know the other existed, right? Um, I, it's just such a unique vantage point that it's, I don't know if that to me, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I love it. Like, well, I, I think there's just so many great things about the work that we do. <laughs> yes. Like, mm-hmm. All of these things. I'm like, oh, I right. love that too. That's yeah. like so exciting. Right. I know. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of those jobs. It's like that you can't pick yourself. one favorite. Yes. No, you can't. Yeah. It's exciting to see other people be successful. I, yes. It's it's a good feeling. It's a really good feeling. Yeah, and to know that you were kind of part of that leg up. Right? Yeah, that just you, giving them that just, lift to get yeah. to there, but to actually have them have those celebrations for themselves. It's like, okay, this was good work. Yeah, and I, something that's been really um, cool for me to see is I, uh, I'm just shocked by how well, I'm not shocked. I, I already knew about the like how incredible our teachers were, but until you get in on those one on ones and talking with them, like you're mm-hmm. like, holy smokes, like you are a rock star. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's it's not even like I feel like I provided nothing. I'm just that person standing there, just that listening to them and nodding and you're listening and asking the right questions. Yeah, well, that's right. I, but it sometimes it's it's just as simple as like let's try it. Mm-hmm. Let's do give it. it a shot. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And then they do it. And they're like, oh, my God, it's great. It's like, you did not need me. Like, yeah. right? Like, I just, I told you, like, right. give it a shot. Yeah, What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Exactly. That moral support piece that you, it's it's just, it's it's great to feel like you can be a part of it in that way, even if it's just so minute. And I feel like sometimes my work is very minute, just little things. Just do it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's. But being that safe person for them. That's true. That's right? True. To have that conversation and to be vulnerable and to open up and. And then to know that, or that for them to know that you're standing there side by side with them to support Mm -hmm. them. And if we have to abandon it and move on, then we abandon it and move on. That's fine. And that's okay. And I think that goes back to what you were saying, Bailey, about the whole, like, your foundational relationships are just the most pivotal part. Mm Because, like you said, Sharon, if if they're like, Jessica's not here for me, like, 
then they've my go do be, it is not helpful. <laughs> yeah. They've got to be able right. to be vulnerable and uh-huh. take risks and know that like you're right there with them, whether mm-hmm. it's good or bad or it needs to be adjusted. Like they have to have that person. Yeah. So even though it seems so small to them, it is, it's big. That's true. Yeah. I always um, think too how healthy it is for even if a lesson does not go as planned on paper, which they rarely do, how healthy that is for kids. Absolutely. Learning opportunities. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yes. And I, you know, I think back to, you know, I don't know if I can pinpoint a moment where I saw a teacher get work through something not going to plan, right? Like as Mm -hmm. a student, but how helpful that probably would have been because yeah. I will be the first person to admit I don't have the best coping mechanisms when things don't plan out exactly the way I want them to but how helpful that would have been if I had a role model like that like someone that I valued and respected like a teacher um like them working through challenges and mm-hmm. seeing that absolutely mm-hmm. that's cool well I really appreciate you guys being here today I know that it's all very busy like it's all go 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 especially this time of the year um so I appreciate you all finding time in your schedule Um, But I would like to invite you to join me in our famous outro. So in the wonderful words of Dr. Bradley, don't don't pop pop doors. doors.